0: Brothers and sisters, friends, I see some enemies. Welcome to the show. Hey guys, it's Kevin, and you're listening to Connecting the Dots. I hope this episode finds you strong and more empowered than the last one, hopefully, and I also hope that you picked up some new knowledge along the way. If not, that's okay. Hopefully, uh, that's what you tune in here for. But I just want to say a quick thank you to anyone who takes the time to listen in today. I really appreciate it. I always feel motivated by your willingness to listen and learn and expand. Today, we're going to be looking at a new book called Empire of Illusion by Chris Hedges, uh, who's actually a really great author. It seems like a really intelligent guy, too. I've seen some of his speeches. I've read uh, a couple of his other books. Um, I actually saw this book randomly um, at the mall recently. It was... Kind of a gem for me Uh, i recognized his name and that was more than enough for me to pick it up it's a great read it's super easy to follow not too long or dense and covers a bunch of great topics related to celebrities the porn industry entertainment the elites academics psychologists and overall though it really just emphasizes the self-delusion that americans partake in as well as the illusions provided by entertainment and the media and the pursuit to in a way kind of try and engineer happiness in a consuming, superficial, and materialistic way that only capitalism is capable of conducting. The latter is actually what we're going to be focusing on for the most of this episode, but there's loads of great content in this book, so I really want to emphasize and hope that you guys pick up the book yourself whenever you can so you can get the most from it. You definitely won't regret it. It has a lot to offer. But with all that said, guys, I'm super excited for this one, so let's get to it. Okay, as I mentioned... This was a super dope book, not just because of the information, the history, and the content that it provides, but to me, this book was particularly special because more than all of that, it provides perspective. It provides a new lens and a new way of looking at the world and shit that we kind of just consume and take for granted. And for myself, I, I genuinely appreciated this. For this episode, I'm going to really try and expand and share his critical perspective that he applies because it's absolutely worth talking about and worth sharing. So... Right out the gate, the author states that Plato, the ancient Greek philosopher, uh, he was this guy was particularly fearful of the power of entertainment. This is the power of the senses, sensationalism, and spectacle to overthrow the mind. And it's the power of emotions to overwhelm reason. Entertainment at face value can seem just as that. It's just entertainment. No harm, no foul. Why not flip on a, a movie, watch a Laker game, watch some TV or news while eating dinner or after work or something? It doesn't seem particularly harmful or detrimental to me. I like that shit. Maybe. But then again, it depends on what type of entertainment you're consuming, how often you consume it, and how critical or independent you are from it. Oftentimes our preference for entertainment can be kind of perverse if you think about it. We spend time watching grown men and women get into a cage and punch the shit out of each other. Blood dripping down their bodies and consciousness being lost on live television. And then we mock the losers and cheer on the most violent person still standing. Fighting for entertainment is different than fighting for self-defense, fighting for human rights, fighting for survival, fighting for advocation. We watch a television that provides very little content related to substance and reality with shows and sitcoms and framed news or quote-unquote reality shows that follow people and families that are not a reflection of the average man and woman Because that reality is not worth showing. No can do. Good vibes only. Your problems are your own. We watch pornography, perverting our conception of love, intimacy, realistic romantic relations, while overtly degrading women and perceiving them as commodities, trophies, and beings to be sexually conquered. All this applying, yes, while on camera and within the reality of the industry overall. We watch movies, where we see these Fantastical spectacles with great battles and the good guys always win and always come out on top by being honorable, playing by the rules and living life the American way and fighting with the American spirit and heart and mentality. When in reality, the bad guys, the elites, the masters, they win and continue to win by cheating, lying, deceiving, and manipulating at every opportunity and in every capacity. Oftentimes as well, propaganda would be laced into these films telling the masses what to subliminally believe what politics to support and who your enemy is, and they give these weak-ass explanations as to why they are your enemy. Point is, entertainment is not just entertainment. It can be self-delusion and a form of social control if you consume it at face value. Illusions work especially well when you ask to be fooled, when we ask to be deluded, when we ask to escape reality. I'd argue that with contemporary technology, the current monstrous strength of capitalism, and social media really connecting the entire world, that this is an overall human phenomenon and issue, but Americans particularly live in a world where fantasy is more real than reality, just ask the Trump supporters. We don't know a lot of shit that's happening around the world and within our own country even. We don't know that 250 million workers... that's 250 million people workers in India took part in the world's largest general strike just a few days ago we don't know that we are currently living in an empire that is in decline we don't know that we live under inverted totalitarianism as the author puts it this means that corporations will preach this patriotic rhetoric and cherish our democracy overtly to us and while on camera but because of their autonomy because of their wealth and power and influence they have the capabilities to subvert thwart, and manipulate democratic institutions. We don't know that Republicans and Democrats, liberals and conservatives, are really just different heads on the same fucking snake, both incapable of bringing about the change that we desperately need. We don't know it. It's not information that, for the most part, the media is willing to share, and we don't take it amongst ourselves to talk about it. Americans would much rather talk about these weak-ass, fake-ass celebrities, drama, television, sports and listen or watch podcasts, films, and music that provides fucking nothing of substance or that reflects the reality of our dire situation, and it is dire. Maybe that's why the rest of the advanced world has already made more progress in areas like education, equity, healthcare, and such. You know, the shit that we actually need. But in celebrity culture, as the author puts it, reality is labeled negatively. Can't talk about it. It's not what the people want. They either don't want to be reminded of their shitty reality, or on the other end, they don't want to see the reality of the less fortunate and the masses. So they give you some bullshit instead, and we ingest these lies and illusions until our money runs out. And then we wait for our next paycheck, and we come back and do it all over again. Well, let's talk about celebrity culture, by the way, and get into the specifics of what this means. The author states that celebrity culture is related to a few aspects, one of them being the spectacle of the arena. This means like, When you walk into Staples Center or Dodger Stadium, the Coliseum, the Rose Bowl, the movie theater, when you pull up to the concert, whatever. Celebrity culture is related to the lies of advertising, the endless personal dramas, the persistent gossip and rumors and all that shit. There are masterminds behind this, though. They are the agents, the publicists, the promoters, the scriptwriters, the advertisers, the fitness trainers, the TV personalities, the movie and TV producers, all those guys. They all create the stage for illusion. And then the celebrities, the athletes and politicians, they get on stage and they play their part. And then we measure our lives, our livelihoods, our success and our worth by those that we admire on the screen. How much can we mimic them? How similar can I get to looking like him or her? How can I replicate their charm and their persona and their style? As a result, we will often end up adoring these celebrities and their personalities that in reality were really just created by publicists, or dramatized, or they're just stuck in character, playing a role in the world built completely around entertainment, more so than substance, reality, and practicality. These celebrities are skillfully manipulated by their handlers and the media, constantly being portrayed in a specific light, and if they break out of that role, it's often portrayed as a breakdown, or erratic, or eccentric, even if it's for the better. Celebrities are not role models, they're not heroes, they're not saviors, they're not your fucking friend. They just play that role when you turn on the TV. They're not worth aspiring for, mimicking or trying to replicate because the highest achievements that you can get in celebrity culture are just wealth, fame, self-progression, self-advancement, self-interest, good publicity, high ratings and social approval. No matter the route, no matter the lies, no matter the deceit and how it was obtained. It's self-interest, and self-interest or excessive self-interest is what got us in this situation in the first place. Nowadays, it's been transformed even and replicated on social media, so you don't have to be a celebrity to feel like one. The self-proclaimed social media influencers, the self-proclaimed thought leaders, the fitness stars, the little gig performers with no substance, no genuine awareness, and could probably be labeled as intellectual lightweights, They have the most followers, the biggest platforms, and the best networks telling you what's appropriate, what's the norm, what's in style, what's a trend, what's worth following, worth doing, worth replicating, and worth your investment. These people and celebrities, especially in the year 2020, will then get on their social media platforms and partake in this performative activism from the comfort of their extravagant homes. They'll make their little speeches and put together some nice, warm little video, probably regurgitate the slogans that are being chanted in the streets they might even take to the streets themselves, surely with a camera attached to their hip to make sure that it's all captured for the public to see. They'll put empty black boxes in their profile pictures at, at protests. They might share or retweet, I'm sorry, they, they'll put empty black boxes in their profile pictures as protests. They might share or retweet some article or video clip claiming outcry, and they'll probably post a picture of some trendy new book that they're like 15 pages into showing the rest of the world what modern day activism looks like hoping that it's replicated but all of this shit to simply go through the motions and at the end of the day creating no substantial or radical change these people like the, the celebrities the, the lawyers the economists the banking and financial sector leaders the ceos the athletes they're all loyal to the corporate state it's their home They serve it, and it serves them. And they both win out of that relationship. So how much do they really want to see change come into fruition? With all that money, all that power, all those resources, and such a huge platform, you'd think that they'd be a little bit more effective at creating the change that they claim to want. Now, this isn't to shit on every celebrity or famous person or whatever. I'm sure a good many of them have empathy, and they want remedies and... I mean, maybe in the most convenient way possible, but still, they care about social and environmental issues like, like most of us. They make donations and sometimes they'll even create their own nonprofits and organizations to help in their own way. But we've already talked about this. We need radical change and transformations. We need liberation and empowerment for the working class, the middle class, and the poor people. They're not of it. Unfortunately, money can often disconnect people from their responsibilities to society the environment, democracy, and humanity. This is common when transitioning upward in class and these guys fucking fly upwards. We need massive policy and cultural changes. We need the reclamation of our democracy and societal institutions and to diminish the massive economic inequalities that have literally shaken our entire nation. We cannot rely on charity, donations, and kindness from strangers and celebrities. Those are band-aid solutions. And although, yeah, it's nice and empathetic, and almost always captured by cameras, photos, videos, the media, and the internet, they're not going to bring about the results that we need. We don't need charity. We need fucking empowerment. We need genuine leaders that understand the reality of our situation and have the capacity and depth to genuinely lead, to genuinely inspire. And on top of that, we need people that are present enough to join and support and provide solidarity and investment in whatever way they can. But instead, entertainment and consumption are the release and detachment from responsibility, from reason and class and other bonds. We have fetishized competition, individualism, fame and wealth, and celebrities are the epitomization of that. They're the crown winners of our society. And when you win in America, you win big. Losers get the fuck out of the picture. But at the same time, when you convince everyone that they're a winner, the losers don't even realize what category they're in. This is reflected in the lifestyles that celebrities live while the rest of us struggle to survive where we face head-on the consequences of environmental racism pollution police brutality mass incarceration relative deprivation layoffs poverty health issues with no means to treat them minimal means to obtain high quality education limited means to live comfortably and humanely limited means and opportunities to move upwards all of this feeding into our personal anxieties depression hopelessness, substance abuse, mental health issues, our physical health issues, and the like. And all of this fueling our anger, our hatred, resentment, divisiveness, fear, and confusion, breaking our common bond within humanity, and breaking ourselves. But it's okay, because we have our adored celebrities to follow, to distract us, to see on screen, telling us that if we work hard enough, maybe one day we can sit at the same table that they do. Because this is America, motherfucker, where our heroes are the best looking, the richest, and the most famous idiot that you can find, and we want to sit at their table. In reality, though, celebrities hide those that hold the real power, like the corporations and the oligarchic elite, or the ruling class. They're the faces for a reason. They're the spokespeople advocating for celebrity culture, regurgitating liberal rhetoric, and epitomizing capitalism as human beings are transformed into commodities they get on TV and they tell you what company to trust, what brand to trust, where to visit on vacation, what social issues and causes and movements you should join. Once again, corporate influence corrupts our perception. And at the same time, celebrity culture is not just designed to entertain us, but also to prevent us from fighting back. Going back to the point earlier that it can be utilized as a pleasant form of social control. If you're deluded, distracted, and invested in bullshit. How can you fight for anything? Resistance to acts that are actual crimes against humanity, like systemic torture, unlawful wars and an indifference to starvation and hunger. All these issues have mostly gone under the radar in my lifetime and they've all happened within my lifetime, but I don't hear people talking about that shit. These issues require knowledge and reflection. But how can you obtain knowledge and reflection if you're being duly reinforced and bombarded with? illusions, and constantly finding new ways to escape reality. To understand these issues requires time, requires patience, learning, diligence, responsibility, and a will to even partake in it. And on top of that, once you have even a most basic understanding of these imperative issues, among others, it's up to the individual whether they actually want to do something about it or not. If not, it's just useless knowledge sitting in your head because the vessel can't do anything with it but this is difficult for the working class because, well, although they have the most to gain, life is not designed in a way where it's easy to execute because we have to work. We have kids and families to take care of. We have homes to pay and rent to pay and bills to pay. We have to work excessively just to survive. In other words, it's incredibly difficult to even make the time. But self-delusion, the facade that is related to persistent optimism and denial or ignorance are all effective at keeping people from questioning the structures and the reality that is around them. By not questioning the very serious issues and reality that we live in, we help to maintain the status quo. We leave these terribly imperative issues alone, choosing instead to maintain the illusion that everything is okay or everything will be okay. The corporate technique that we can find happiness through conformity and consumption, it's cruel and it's a trick. Most people are not happy, which is why we embrace illusions or self-delusions. But happiness is a pursuit, and it comes from a peaceful life, which most people, regular, working class, and middle class, and poor people do not possess. Happiness comes from peace, and we know it not. Americans do not. But corporations work as they were designed, to pursue and maximize profits. This they do well. This they excel at. And this is their main goal. In fact, the author provides a kind of terrifying comparison between corporations and traits that are held by psychopaths, by disturbed individuals. This comparison was derived from actual psychologists. So let's look through some of them. The first one says that they are unconcerned for the feelings of others. I can, I can see that. Second one says, there's a mass disregard for the safety of others. Yeah, we've talked about how these guys don't give a fuck about where they pollute and how bad they do it. Third is deceitfulness. Repeated lying and conning for profit and personal gain. All they care about is profit and personal gain. They tell you they care about you and your opinion and the environment and whatever social issues, the fucking fad at the moment, but they don't give a fuck. Fourth is an incapacity for guilt. Yeah. Even when found guilty, they... Like and I'm talking found guilty like by the law, what happens? Nothing because they're fucking corporations. And five, they cannot convert to social norms or laws. That's right. They make the social norms and they make the laws. So think about this shit, man. Powerful institutions wielded by powerful individuals or groups that share the behaviors of diagnosable psychopaths. In addition, These individuals and their corporations have infiltrated many areas of our society in politics and our democracy. They are in positions that put them in connection to lawyers, policymakers, elite politicians, global leaders, and the military. So they have access to all that and they share the tendencies and traits and behaviors of psychopaths. This should be very alarming. They have infiltrated society and they carry these qualities with them. The author states that The techniques related to theater, celebrity culture, and corporations have penetrated other aspects of our society as well, related to religion, politics, education, the news, and war, even, yeah. In other words, yes, illusions can replace reality, even more so when they're embraced by the public. Without thinking critically and responsibly and with intent, then the precious public that is the heart of our democracy is transformed into the masses and... It leaves them ripe for the techniques of social control, leading to dominance and exploitation and possibly subjugation. We have bought into the idea that respectability is reflected in wealth, business, finances, aggressiveness, competitiveness, and fame, rather than the ability to think critically, practice social responsibility and empathy, and possess a comprehensive understanding of one, ourselves, because I feel like a lot of people do not know themselves and not and are not in tune with themselves, and two, the world in which we inhabit and are all responsible for. It. At the same time, yeah, well, we mentioned earlier, we don't know what the fuck's going on in our own world, in our own country. In addition, it's not respectable or admirable in our culture to possess an understanding of our adversaries, to be knowledgeable and aware of our social, economic, and racial issues, or to demand that Power abusers, including our military, the police, politicians, corporations, and even the president are held accountable. If you do that, you're called a complainer, a whiner, a loser, because you can't make it in the world. In other words, people that make those criticisms are covertly saying, shut up and do as you're told, like I am, like I'm doing it. The world, human beings, our nation, society, and our mentalities are capable of transformation and progress and evolution. It is criminal to be complacent in a world where there is mass suffering, mass violence, and a misdirection of social investment. Your ignorance, apathy, and lack of awareness tells me that you have already become the pawn that they wanted you to be, playing their game and by their rules, and you love it so much that you feel the need to impede on others who are fighting for a better world. But it's okay. my, My mentality is just do me a favor, shut the fuck up, get out of my way, And I'll fight on your behalf anyways. Because at the end of the day, we face similar struggles. We share the same potentiality for disaster. And we share the same oppressors. You just haven't realized it yet. You guys, it should be clear to see at this point that America's enemies are not radicals, and not communists, and not the far left as Trump and his people, and even some of the Democrats like to point out our enemies are those that have perverted the free market and used capitalism for extreme exploitation and self-gain. And then they use their platform and influence to tell you who your enemies are while slapping you in the face day after day after day. If anyone disagrees with this, then go and ask the millions of people currently living without healthcare in this country, who live under corporate disregard for environmental degradation and live with the effects of pollution, who live in tents on the street, who suffer from broken windows policing, racial profiling, and police brutality who settle for whatever education that they can get because they don't have the fundamental human right to high quality education provided by the state. So all people are encouraged to obtain knowledge, specialization, and understanding. Ask those people who they think their adversaries are. Is it the communists? Is it the far left? Or is it the fucking corporate kings who intentionally provide barriers to limit social and economic mobility? But strategically on the other end of that those in power don't want all people to possess understanding of an understanding of our reality because when that happens then you have motherfuckers like me who turn it around and use it against them and now you guys i've said it before and i'll say it again mass inequalities lead to mass instability and that undoing leads to polarization tribalism and political extremism and when that happens people lose faith man and when people lose faith they placed it in demagogues and entered Donald Trump and all the problems he brought with him. Imagine if he was a competent man with an actual game plan and intellect. We'd be in deep shit right now. We're lucky that he's an idiot because he could have done a lot more intentional damage. So let's make sure that this doesn't happen again and there isn't a next time. To state it again, guys, the point of this episode is not to villainize all celebrities and entertainment and we we deserve to chill out and watch a game, go to the movies, play some video games after work or just enjoy dumb shit, man. Anyone who knows me knows how much I love the Lakers and I watch like 90% of their games every season. I love going to the movies and watching my favorite superheroes on the screen and whatever cool sci-fi shit is out there. I, I like playing video games since I was a kid. I wish I was better at them, but I still like them. I love music. I'm obsessed with it. I admire the singer's abilities and my favorite actor's and athlete's abilities and skills. But I do recognize that it's all entertainment. It's all for show. It's a role. And then it's back to reality. I would follow none of these people. I would rely on none of these people. And I don't expect them to make any worthwhile contributions because they are loyal to their corporations and their masters. And they are paid handsomely for their skills and abilities. Our elites manage the system and our celebrities work under it. So they are loyal to it. And neither group was trained to change it. Despite all their abilities, it's not within their capabilities to transform shit, except themselves. Don't expect them to change anything. They don't know how. Despite all their money and all their skills and all their potential, they are simply incapable of transforming the system, and transforming the system is the only way to obtain the change that we need and make the changes that will embed our livelihoods and society overall. The point of this episode is not to villainize them, but to remind you that these people are not heroes, they're not idols, and they're not your friends. As C. Wright Mills put it, they are simply enlargements of their own creation. And as Chris Hedges, the author of this book, puts it, their enlargements are made possible by their publicists, their agents, the media, and the the corporations they serve. Entertainment is simply that, entertainment. It's a temporary distraction. But if you get lost in it, and the distractions come, and they begin to overwhelm you, and you embrace them, well, now you're deluded. Now you're lost. Balance is necessary. Yes, watch the Laker game. Watch the Dodgers for entertainment. Yes, play some video games to, to veg out. Drink a beer. Watch a film. Listen to music. Smoke them if you got them. Do whatever you can to entertain yourself. Yes. But maintain, maintain balance and do what you can to empower yourself as well. Read a book do some research, ask some questions, go to go to therapy, practice self-awareness, practice critical thinking, practice self-care, care for others, uplift others, carry your light with pride so that others may see it and be drawn to it and try and reignite their own light. This isn't just my advice or personal tips. Cultures that cannot differentiate between illusions and reality, well, they, they die eventually. History shows us this, the disconnect or the gap between elites and reality and former empires like the ancient Romans or the French monarchy or whatever, they exemplify this. Excessive luxuries combined with excessive deprivations or inequalities destroy the foundations of a society. The turmoil, in our con- the turmoil that our country faces is not indescribable. It is not inexplicable. It's not something that has never been seen before. You are capable of understanding exactly what is going on. And when you do, you will be outraged. Just a little effort, a little time, a little conversation can help provide some light to obtain this understanding. A little critical thinking allows you to see through facades. And a little common sense allows you to connect the dots and see all these issues. Everything we've discussed so far are connected and intertwined. I'm proud of all the people who listen to this podcast and listen and then come back and and tell me they picked up a new book or they have the intention to read a new book or that they bought one of them that I recommended. It starts with you and to alleviate one issue helps to alleviate others but the worse that reality becomes the more people don't want to hear about it and then we intentionally or subconsciously distract ourselves unless we get dragged back into into reality and that's what i'm here for and now you all right guys that's gonna be it for today thank you so much for listening i hope you enjoyed this episode and if you did uh, i think you'd really enjoy the book so I, i really recommend that you get it it's a total gem um it has a lot to offer, honestly. Of course, I couldn't cover everything, so I hope you check it out yourselves whenever you can, or just hit me up and I'll let you borrow my copy if you're close by, if you don't mind all the notes and the writing I leave in them. But I will leave a link in the description for thriftbooks.com so you guys can get it pretty cheap on there if you want your own copy. I also really like the author, and a couple of months ago, he made a speech for the People's Convention you know, before the election, um, and I really enjoyed hearing him talk, so I recommend that you listen to it. I'll have the link in the description as well. One, so you can get a better idea of what he has to offer and see some of his intellect and insight. And two, so you can see him talk about the oligarchs and the elites and the corporatocracy. He really gives it to their asses in that episode, in that, episode, uh, in that uh, Zoom session. So I'll leave a link for that one. Um, and In addition, I'll leave a link for the, this episode's protest song recommendation, which is by Gil Scott Heron. And the song is called The Revolution Will Not Be Televised. Check it out. Let me know what you think. The lyrics are pretty sick, and he talks a lot about the corporatocracy in the media, but definitely, definitely listen to the lyrics. All right, guys. Thank you all so much for listening again. I really appreciate it. Now, go out and do something, man. Do something with the new knowledge and the resources that you have. But until next time, peace. I told you a little while ago, these leaders that they call leaders, this included Lena Horn. this included Dick Gregory, and this included comedians, comics, trumpet players, baseball players, Show me in the white community where a comedian is a white leader. Show me in the white community where a singer is a white leader or a dancer or a trumpet player is a white leader. These aren't leaders. These are puppets and clowns that uh, have been set up over the white community and over the black community by the white community and have been made celebrities and usually say exactly what uh, they know that the white man wants to hear.